scripture on her heart over in First Peter. Maybe read a little bit and just try to follow the Lord here. In the first chapter of First Peter, the Lord just had some things on her heart last night and this morning in this. Everybody chance to get there. I'm going to start reading maybe in the 13th verse of uh, First Peter, the uh, first chapter. <clears throat> he says, Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace of that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of the Lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by, who by Him do believe in God that raised Him up from the dead and gave Him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth Forever, For all flesh is, is as grass and the glory of man as the, flower, as, as the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which the gospel is preached unto you. By, by the gospel is preached unto you. And... Thought, thought maybe a little bit on this, on this scripture here. And, uh, uh, want to maybe touch, maybe mainly there, maybe on that 22nd verse. I want you to think about that. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. And then maybe into that 23rd, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. 
And I thought on that, and 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 in our in our heart, maybe uh, this morning we were we were reading over in, in Samuel, the first Samuel, a little bit, and we've been thinking on some scriptures over in there. And the Lord kind of brought us back around to this over here in First Peter. And as we got to got to thinking on these things, I got to thinking about our salvation and thinking. Uh, truly, there there ought to be a, a, a question in our lives a lot of times because I, I thought about that over there in the in the, in the Bible where uh, uh, that Saul went out up against uh, 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 the king the Agag over there, and and the Lord had told him to go over there and told him to destroy all of the things that was over there in that place. He told him not to spare one thing, but he said, you go over there. He said, you destroy everything they've got. He said, flocks, herds, everything that's over there, I want it all gone. And and, and, and when Samuel showed up on the scene over there, uh, Saul, uh, he said, what meaneth the bleeding of the sheep over here? Uh, Saul had come out of there and he said, well, he said, we, 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 we preserved these. The people wanted to keep these and we're going to sacrifice them unto the Lord. And uh, they spared the life of the king over there in that day. And, and Samuel told him, he said, here was the day that you could have established yourself as king over Israel over here. And he said, here you've made these decisions. And the Lord told him over there, he said that, 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 that obedience was better than sacrifice. And I thought about that scripture right in there where the Lord was talking about those things. And how that a lot of times, you know, we'll go through a lot of motions down at the house of God, darling. We'll come down and we go through all the motions of being a Christian. We go through all the motions of, of being a church member. And, and we do all of these things. And, and, and how that we look the part. And, and you know what Samuel was doing in his mind? He had a, he had a good uh, 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 thought, no doubt. The people had a good thought. But you know what Samuel's problem was, Isaac? Uh, if you go through there, you go on back and find uh, where that there was a time there when the Philistines was coming up against them. And you'll find where that, that Saul made a decision since Samuel hadn't showed up. He went ahead and went to sacrifice them because he was worried about the people. And he was worried about all these different things. Uh, uh, Saul had a problem in his life. Uh, he would get fear in his life and he would react on the fear that he had for other people and for other things. Uh, uh, and he would go to acting on his own and trying to go through the motions of doing something because he knew that was the action that needed to take place at the time. There's only one thing about it. He wasn't the man that was supposed to be making the call on what to be done. Obedience is following the commandments. That's what we talked about in our Bible in our Sunday school this morning. Obeying the one that's in authority, Matt. Obeying the commandments of the one that's in charge. I'm afraid today in a lot of our churches we've got to learn how to play church. And we've got to learn how to act out the ways and we come down here and in our lives because we think we're sacrificing so much duty. Uh, we make it to every service and we, we do all these different things and, and we're, 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 we're uh, 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 going through the motions of what a Christian ought to be. And the whole time we're calling it a sacrifice and we're calling it something that we're offering unto God. But I will tell you something that the Word of God says to be true, says obedience is better than your sacrifice. 
in our life and saying we're offering them unto God when the Lord don't want them. You know what He wants? Our obedience, Mark. You know what He wants is a sacrifice. He said to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. You know what? I tried my best to get across them youngers this morning. You know what? Them, uh, as we was studying over there, maybe I'm bouncing around a little bit to you, but them youngers in Sunday school knows what I was talking about. Emma was talking about how them Philistines come in behind after Abraham had big whales and they went to filling it full of earth and filling it up because they wanted to control the water in those days. They wanted to have control over the people, their flocks. So they started filling up the whales. You know what's going on in our churches today? There's a lot of things that's starting to fill in the whales. We're bringing in a whole lot of the world and trying to call it church. We've got to keep these wells cleaned out. And our sacrifices is not what God wants in the church. Our old natural sacrifices and what we feel in our flesh that we're giving to God you know what he just wants us to do, Bobby? Be obedient. Get our lives in order. Have you ever thought about this scripture? I've preached from it before, but he tells us right there in the Word of God. He said, "Be thou holy, for I am holy." You'll never be holy within your own flesh. I want you to understand that today. You know what our righteousness comes from? It comes from God Almighty. But the sacrifice that was made before the foundation of this world is the only thing that God sees as holy. If your life ain't washed with the blood of Jesus Christ and you're coming down to church and you play in church, maybe we're members of the church, maybe we dress better than everybody else in the church and you ain't got the Lord in your heart, then you don't look holy in the eyes of God. Preacher, I thought the service would go a whole lot different this, this morning. Right. It's the way the Lord said it's going to go. So, <laughs> You know what I want, Holly? I want 50 years down the road if I'm gone time still last. I want the gospel to still get preached the same way. I want my children and I want my grandchildren to know what the true service unto God is like. And God expects His people to be holy, Barbara. God expects His people to be walking a life that lives and, and shows Christ in it. We've had some, and I say it all the time, that's went before us that was willing to sacrifice, true sacrifice, in obedience unto God. Read over in Psalms in fifty first. A broken and a contrite spirit. When's the last time we've been broken? Amen. When's the last time we've truly got obedient unto God? Paul went down there, David, and he went to sacrifice or went to trying to spare things God said was not spareable. He wanted it all. God, I wonder what we leave in our life, Cheryl. 
telling us to kill some things out and we just hate to watch them die. But I won't tell you what obedience is better than sacrifice. And what you think you're offering unto God, just obey Him and present your whole body to live and sacrifice unto God. Don't you want our sacrifices to be pleasing in the nostrils of God, a sweet smelling savor unto Him? seen holy in the sight of God seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren seeing that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently now I'm going to get into this just a little bit has our souls ever been purified by the obeying of the truth through the Spirit. Have we truly ever been purified in that? Then you'll know by the unfeigned love, it says. He says, unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. We've truly been born again. You know what our heart's desire is going to be? We're going to love one another, Isaac. What kind of love are we going to have for one another? The same love that Christ had for the church. What did Christ do, Audrey? He presented himself a sacrifice for all mankind. He left all of heaven. He was, it was right here in this scripture. Listen to this. Back up just a little bit. Who, in the 20th verse, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Who by him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. You know what he done? No greater love than this than a man laid down his life for his friend. Yeah. You know what Christ did for us? Michelle, he laid down his life for his friends. Before the foundations of this world, Holy Freeman, God knew man would fail. God knew man would need a Savior. God knew the only one that could, could be the appeasement for that sin was his son. 
And through the unfailing love of God, He looked down through time says, He saw you, He saw me to heaven, He saw each one of us, Jay. And He loved that much that He was willing. Before we were ever born, you know what it's going to take for me and you to see our people saved, Isaac? That same love. That same love. I'm not talking about a love. And see, you know what made God sick is when the old Pharisees would get within their own self-righteousness and they they said, Bobby, but here we're, we're we're going, we're doing, we're saying, we're doing all the things according to the law. And they saw themselves as righteous, and they was they was worse than anybody else. He didn't want their own sacrifices. He didn't want their own natural flesh. He wanted a heart that was yielded unto him. He wanted obedience. He didn't want a head knowledge of the law. He didn't want a head knowledge of the commandments. He wanted a walk that pleased him. I love for the brethren to be willing to give their life. little apostles back through the word of God was willing to lay down their life for the gospel. You hear me preach Stephen all the time. Preach on Stephen. I preach Jesus through the life of Stephen. That man was willing to die that day to preach the gospel. And the people that was lost. And the people that hated him. You know what he done? He presented his body. A living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. He preached in love right up to death. We want to see our people saved, and I believe we do. We can give all we got. Preach you say that all the time. Well, let's start giving it. Let's give it. Today we can't give enough, man. We can't we can't do enough. Just let the Lord lead your life. Let him guide you. And go where he says to go and do what he says to do, Jim. Saul thought he was giving it all, didn't he? You know what he's doing the whole time making God mad. Angering God. Till God went and he anointed another young man that was after his own heart. That's what he told Saul too. He said, God's got a man inside for his own heart. David's heart was to serve the people. David's heart was to get glory back into Israel. There's been people that's went before us that their heart was for the church. Their heart was to see people saved, to see this community saved. To see children Continue to hear the gospel. And you want to know why we sit here today? Because people that went before us. You want to know why we got a well to drink out of today, Daniel? Because people that went before us. And they was willing, Linda, to keep the dirt thrown out of the well. They was willing to keep the water accessible. And it's up to me and you today to keep the same thing going on down here at the house of God. 
Say, I'm with you, preacher. Let's throw every sinner out the door and let's keep putting... No, no, no. You're getting it all wrong. I'm talking about keeping my life where it needs to be, David. I'm talking about being nice looking in the mirror every morning and saying, God, I want to walk closer. I'm talking about every day of my life getting down into that book and seeing where I need to keep the dirt out of my life. And when I'm walking where I need to be and when I'm looking to God like I need to be looking unto Him, I'll be obeying His commandment. And you know what that'll do? That'll draw the lost into the house of God. I would have got this building was full of sinners this morning that could hear the gospel. Sinners come to repentance. That's what it's all about. I've said it many a time, Daniel Furman used to say, the church ain't a showcase for saints, it's a hospital for sinners. This ain't where me and you can come down here and be like that old Pharisee and tell how good we are and what we've done. That's them old natural sacrifices. That's them old natural things. Lord, look what I've done. Look how good I am. Look where I've been. Look what I've, I've accomplished. No. He wants obedience. And when I'm obedient, you know what I'll do? I'll stand up here and tell you I'm just a sinner saved by the grace of God. There's nothing righteous about me besides the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross for my sins. I told a little girl that at the bank the other day and she looked at me like I was crazy as a shot cat. She said, my name on the checks, James Dean. That's my full name, James Dean Rice. And she went to talking about that being that movie star. <laughs> she said, boy, I sort of really like you or this or that. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. I said, that name right there is going to go one of these days. I said, there's one living down on the inside of me. And I said, that's the name I won't remember. I said, that old name right there was a movie star that's dead and gone. But I'm thankful this morning that I've got the name of a father. Amen. <laughs> that conquered death, hell, and the grave. That's the name I want left behind. My name don't mean nothing. Your name don't mean nothing. But His name means everything. He's my salvation and He'll be the salvation for my children and my children's children and their children's children if time lasts. I want to obey Him. And I want to present my body as a living sacrifice unto Him. You ever look back at duty if you're like me to do you go to feeling sorry for yourself sometimes? I went through this and I faced that and I faced this and I tell you what, this is hard and that's hard. I get to do it sometimes. I'm just human, I reckon. And you know what? Then I look and I think if that's the least I have to sacrifice for His name. If that's the smallest thing I've got to go through. Mother and father sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, friends that you thought was always going to be there if you lose a few of them along the way for the name of Christ. Just rejoice. It hurts. But you just thank the Lord. 
Maybe you suffered just a little bit, just a very little bit. I've never had nobody beat me. I've never had nobody threaten to kill me. I've never had nobody want to take my head. Worst I've ever had is just a few little old words said. That's the least I've ever got to face. I've got nothing to feel sorry for. I just want to obey Him. That's because I want to see some of these walking the aisles one of these days. Being obedient, as the word said, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, and the unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. That's what I want to be found doing with. I want to love each one of you with a pure heart, fervently, and love you enough that I'm willing to suffer for you, Isaac. I'm willing to give a little bit for you and obey God. Not just sacrifice, sacrifice of fools. Give it all, Lisa. Thought about your husband this week. And how many times have I prayed for that man? With a pure, fervent prayer. We still got people dying and going to hell. We still got a reason to show up every time these doors is open and preach Jesus. Following the word of God and living a life that sets an example. I appreciate the Lord this morning. I'm thankful for the spirit I felt here this morning. And all the singing and the testifying. Church, if we just keep on. Don't be weary and well doing. You season your reap if you find not. We've all got youngins and grand youngins we're praying for. We've all got brothers and sisters we're praying for. We've got families. Duty. CD, I don't forget every service. Remember the young people. I don't forget. Pray for Cameron. Pray for Abby. Pray for Ariel. Pray for Eric. Don't forget these prayers. You know who don't forget them? The Lord. It's important that we stay obedient and stay right where God would have us. Keep these wells cleaned out as best we can because I'm going to tell you, there's some thirsty people going to be walking through them doors right there. You know what they're going to need? To be able to get a drink out of the well. We not only, as we talked about in Sunday school this morning, I not only cleaned out the wells, Abraham had done, but you know what he done? He started digging some wells. He knew the importance of it. He knew that there were some things needed to be done by him that was established for the next generation. We read over at the 
you to that 26th verse. I like it. They come back to him and said, we found water. I still some today that's going to find no water. what the Lord laid on our heart this morning. I hope it didn't seem scattered to you, but I hope we all understand we need to obey God and a pure sacrifice of our life unto Him is what's going to accomplish anything. That's what the Lord gave us.